I'm Chelsea Pites, your real estate social media coach, and my mission is to help real estate and mortgage professionals to feel confident using social media platforms and build a powerful personal brand without the overwhelm of wondering if you're doing it right. Imagine how you'll feel when you create a smart, strategic, and sustainable social media strategy that not only gets you in front of your ideal client, but also allows you to focus on what really matters, helping people build wealth through homeownership, not scrolling through feeds or stressing about what to post. If you're already in real estate or soon to be on your way and you want to understand how to over leverage free social media platforms to help you grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Today we are talking about what I'm going to now call one of my favorite books of all time. And that's a pretty big statement for me as someone who consumes probably about a book a week, sometimes more depending on my travel schedule. And today's book is called Human-Centered Communication by Ethan Butte and Stephen Pacinelli. You might recognize those names as the co-founders of BombBomb.com, which is an awesome tool. Not affiliated, not sponsored, not paid. Um, Just a really big fan of the approach to connecting with other human beings and being as human as possible through technology, which all of us are doing right now. And quite frankly, we're never going back. So they also made another book called Rehumanize, which was all about the how-to, how to get better on video. This book is almost the foundation of the mindset, the why, and I love it. I just had an um, IG live interview with Ethan. So if you do want to listen to that, it's on my Instagram profile, and it's about 40 minutes of me interviewing him about the book. So Let me talk a little bit about the goal of this book. Their goals for creating this was, one, to create awareness and provoke conversation about digital pollution. I'm going to tell you about digital pollution in a second. And human-centered communication. And then, two, to help readers connect with people in a more human way in digital, virtual, and online environments. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is so perfect and and timely, right? Because we're all connecting through Zoom and we're all connecting through social media and we're all making videos because that's what we talk about making. And are those videos perhaps even becoming digital pollution? And we talk about social capital. So let's kind of go through what some of those things are. So in the first chapter, they talk about digital pollution. And there definitely is something in our minds that comes comes immediately, like pollution, like air pollution or things of that nature. And what I wanted to to pull out a little bit here is that they talk about the comparisons between digital and environmental pollution. And they say, like environmental pollution, digital pollution's harms are real even when they're subtle. They're felt by each of us. They're experienced by the groups, communities, and companies of which we are members. This pollution costs us time and money. But digital pollution also threatens the immeasurable and the priceless, trust and relationships, bonding and connection. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) I had so many highlights throughout this book. I absolutely love this book. Um, So I'm just going to kind of flip through some of the pages. The term digital pollution is meant to capture the deterioration of virtual environments in ways that drive annoyance, frustration, confusion, anxiety, or fear. Essentially, putting your content out there, your videos that are 
interruptive, um, you know, not, that are that are working against you building trust or rapport. And this concept of building social capital, which is defined in this book as immeasurable qualities that make measurable differences in our lives and businesses. And I talk a lot about the value of immeasurables, um, that feeling of belonging, reciprocity, feeling as though you're, you're seen and understood. We can't really measure those. And once we damage it, it's pretty much damaged forever. So they talk about these three categories of digital pollution, and they go through this hierarchy of innocent, consequential, and intentional. And innocent pollution, I think, you know, we all we all are doing. And again, it's not that we're doing it with uh, polluting someone's inbox or feed with intention, but this is an example they give. Innocent pollution is experienced in that group text message or group LinkedIn message that you found yourself in. It's somewhat relevant to you, but you'd prefer it as an individual message without all those replies from the entire group. So yeah, I've been in those. I'm sure you have as well. Um, And then it moves into consequential pollution, which is commonly experienced as irrelevant, unsolicited, poorly targeted, or overly aggressive messages. I would say that polite spam um, in the DMs. I've talked about quote unquote polite spam. And that's when someone's very polite, very nice and says, hey, you know what? If you're ever thinking of buying or selling, I'm here to help you. That still is spamming my inbox um, because I didn't ask for that, right? And that's about you and not me. So I think it's really important when we're talking about sort of like how are you communicating in a human-centered way? Your content is not for you. Your video is not about you. And this concept of making digital deposits that build trust over time. And then I started talking to Ethan about um, describing the currency, the currency of the economy as we know it today. And in the book, they talk a lot about how many people think it's attention. And we've heard that, right? You have to be where the attention is. You have to garner and keep attention. True. But I love that this book talks about The true currency of the economy is trust. And I think in a 2022 world, we are more in tune with humanness and trust. We're very savvy. We know when we're being sold. We know when it's sort of a copy-paste message. We really value our time and don't want to be interrupted. And then they go into talking about the difference between marketing videos and personal relationship videos. And I thought that was really, really helpful because usually when we talk about video, we're thinking in terms of, okay, I have to make a video that is going to help me build my brand. I have to make a video that's going to be educational or helpful. And yes, we do. We want to build awareness and we want to create that content. Then there is that, okay, but we also want to build the human relationship, you know, the unscalable. And for me, the way that shows up in my content is a lot of the stuff that I put on the feed that generally I would consider a marketing video. My stories content is the personal video. Or if you were to send a one-to-one video message where you're wishing someone happy birthday or whatever your thoughts are in that message, that's definitely personal. You're saying their name, you made it for them. It's unscalable. And Ethan talks a lot about intent. What is the intent behind your content? 
Is it to get your message out? Is it to build your brand? Or is it to connect and support the other person who's receiving it? So I love that idea. Now in this book too, there's so many great quotes. I wrote this one down. We can't just personalize. We must also get personal. Oh, I love that one. Just think about that for a second. We can't just personalize because, you know, there's so many things that can do that. There's like automations. If you have any kind of email system, of course, they can put in that first name. Uh, But it's really, really powerful when you think of it in terms of, but we have to get personal too. Then we talked about sort of, um, you know, teleprompters and Zoom backgrounds and green screens and this need for us to sort of strip those away. And I agree with that. I have taken down all of my green screen stuff, my Zoom backgrounds, because I want people to really feel like there's no barrier of entry to me as the human being on the screen, because we're still kind of getting used to this world in Zoom. And in the book, they also talk about how our brains are really adept at sort of discerning discerning, um, physical spaces. Powers of observation and intuition serve us everywhere that we're at, including these online spaces. And as we're operating sort of in these digital worlds, those innate human skills just aren't as finely tuned yet. Meaning, you know, if I'm in person with someone, I can sense their body language. I can pretty much sense energy and I could maybe even, you know, imagine that I can see or feel someone standing behind me, but we can't do that yet in Zoom. So it's really important to create as much trust as we possibly can. And because we're really craving clarity and authenticity and the reputation that you have could and will increasingly affect financial future in the forms of recruiting renewals and referrals, conversions and commitments. So I I just thought that was really uh, poignant. And so I love talking about building trust through technology. I'm going to flip through this book a little bit more, and I want to give you some of the tactical tips that they talk about. Again, you really should get the book Rehumanize that they wrote. That is the art of uh, the how, the how. But I love a couple of these tips, like preparing for the video, adding punctuation, adding punctuation. What does that mean? Well, in the book, they talk about how we're afraid of the pause. We're afraid if we take a pause, if we take a breath, that we're going to lose attention. So, and I've done this too, where you just keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And I think it's really critical. And I know for me, it's absolutely improved my in-person presentations and my videos when I have inserted those pauses so that our brains can catch up and process the important things of what we're saying. Also in the book, they talk about an audience of one, shifting your focus from a generalized persona to an individual and what that person might need from us. That's the core of human-centered communication. And then it goes into efficiency versus connection. And this is something I've also talked about too. When we're in a very metric focused world, right? We want to get things done. We want a checklist. I love a good to-do list because I love striking through or highlighting that I've done that. It feels so good. Like I've accomplished something. And then again, that's for me. 
So this idea of sitting down and copying and pasting or hastily sending these direct messages or comments to people so that we can checklist it off and say, oh my gosh, I got all of that done. Yay, I can move on. That is for us. That's efficiency, not necessarily connection. And so in this book, they brilliantly talk about how we kind of find ourselves making this video or a call again and again. Maybe we've made the same message five or 10 times in a row. And so we get into this mode of thinking, well, we should just be efficient. We should just crank these out and copy paste essentially. But what happens with that is that we start to... Um, we start to try to scale the unscalable, which is us as a human being. And, and us saying that person's name, which is totally unscalable because, let's be honest, I have to make an original video every single time I send that if I'm going to say someone's name. And I'm not thinking about that person. I'm thinking about my list of getting things done. And I loved that part of it. So pausing, don't make it uh, uh, rushing through it, making it a monologue. Pause longer than you think you need to. So when we're in front of a screen, um, it, and I'm going to quote from here, quote, when we're in front of a screen, we tend to be more passive in general. And we're used to people just talking at us and we'll just let you talk. So you have to make it very clear if you expect an answer by pausing and using the right intonation. Make a question sound like a question, not like a statement. So I'm gonna give you a couple of other tips that I thought were really helpful from this chapter, which is chapter six, preparing to be present. Um, here are a few rapport builders, uh, or those are a few rapport builders. What are rapport ruiners? Failing to involve other people, talking over people, not providing spaces and pauses, not being willing to go off script. I thought that was so great because yes, we really want to stay on script. Um, so it, it, yes, I, I also am, am working on this uh, as well. So uh, I just wanted to mention all of the amazing things that are in this book. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I love Ethan and Steve and what they're doing for human-centered communication. Um, and, and I'm not getting paid by them. I don't have an affiliate link, but I really do think that this is the book of 2022 branding and trust building and relationship creation, human centered communication, uh, breaking through that digital pollution and really not focusing on how it's serving us. How can we do the unscalable and serve that one person at a time? And I know that I have gotten away from this. I am checklisting. I'm doing things for me because I want to be efficient and productive with my time. So I'd love to hear from you. Tell me if you've read this book, if you're going to get this book, send me a DM and Instagram, follow Ethan and Steven. I will link them below in the show notes, as well as a link to the book so that you can also purchase it and consume it and apply it to your business in 2022. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Thank you friends for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and consider sharing this podcast with your real estate and mortgage friends. And if you haven't already grabbed your free downloads, 100 Real Estate Content Idea Starters and my guide to making better Instagram reels for real estate, you should head over to my Instagram profile at chelsea.pites, that's P-E-I-T-Z, or you can visit my website at chelseapites.com. Until next time, see you then.